This is Paul Robinson. You're listening to Starseed, an intrepid adventure with Mark Glenn Moore. In this episode, Mark is going to be talking about his trip to the planet with two moons, and also discussing our moon here on Earth, and why it behaves unlike any other planetary moon in our solar system. This particular trip to the planet with two moons. I was brought onto the ship, and Antar told me, we're going to visit this planet. It's a barren planet. But there is somebody that I'd like you to talk with, someone I want you to sit and converse with, a sage, I guess is the best word for it, who dwells in, inside, on a, <laughs> inside a cliff on this particular planet. And so we take the journey to this planet. It's barren, very dry, and, and the arid brownish-red soil. It looks like Mars, but it's not Mars, because we sat down just before a vast ocean, just a huge body of water. And the odd thing about the water is that the, the ocean, it was, this was not a lake, it was, it was an ocean, but it had no waves. It was completely still. I mean, if it lapped against the shore, it was like just very, very small. This planet, I guess, was more lush at one point. Uh, It still had atmosphere, um, and it had an ocean, um, but the land was pretty barren. So I I proceed to walk down uh, a trail to this beach. So I'm walking down a cliff to a trail to the beach, and my brother Michael uh, joined me in spirit in his astral body. Now, I can hear him, I can feel his presence, and, and I can see him a little bit through the way he sparkles in his light body. And I'll get more into that, but I can recognize him. I can hear a sound. I, I know his presence. He, is, he can communicate with me in my mind even though he's passed on as a physical being and he's in the astral dimension. So he joined me for this trip. So I'm walking down to the beach and I see a cave. And I was told by Antar that I was to sit on the beach and wait for this sage to come out. And and there was some information that needed to be shared. And so I'm sitting on the beach and it's very... This, this, the ocean is not making any waves, and it's a nice sandy beach. It was nothing, not unlike our sandy beach. The sand was, it wasn't dark, it wasn't black, it was in more like a yellowish. And I'm looking out, and Michael and I are kind of chatting about what's going to happen. And I, you know, I noticed that there's two big moons just over the uh, the ocean and they were about the same size they were next to each other but one was red and orange and the other one was blue and green and the red and orange had electricity waves going through it vertically like little lines like in a television screen and the blue and green one had them running vertically 
it was like you could see that they looked like there was something going on. They, they, they had something going on because you could see them, I guess, oscillate. And uh, so we were kind of tripping on that for a while and looking at that, and at least I was. And there was one, and this is really odd, not that any of this isn't odd, but there was one palm tree on this particular beach where all the land behind me, I couldn't see anything growing. I mean, there was no structures. It was just kind of like a barren planet. But there was one palm tree and two moons of different color. And behind me, there was definitely an entrance to some dwelling in the cliff, in the side of the cliff. So I was there to wait for somebody to come and, and greet me and have what I was expecting to be a profound conversation. So on this particular trip, I waited and waited and nobody came out and I went up to the cliff opening to the dwelling opening which was kind of like an entrance to a cave in the cliff and and you know didn't feel good about like invading you know <laughs> and I was told to wait that was that was the idea and anyway so no wise sage came out on this particular trip and then I basically mentally asked for the ship to come back because nothing was was going to happen and so then you know we boarded uh, again the spaceship and they took me home so whatever information i was supposed to get on that particular for me evening event <laughs> i don't know what it was but just the knowledge and i you know the knowledge that that planet exists and it had it had a history and it and it, and as far as i knew was told it it was once you know abundant and it just was an old or dying planet there must be a lot a lot So I'm going to talk about our moon. So this wonderful, beautiful orb in the night sky that gives us, you know, that warm light in the evening. So our moon is the only moon in our solar system with all eight planets that we know about in our solar system, that doesn't rotate. So it's fixed. As the Earth moves around the sun every year, it rotates one time 365 times, roughly, in a year around the sun. But our moon doesn't rotate. It is fixed. It's the only moon we know about that behaves this way. We only see the face of the moon. We don't see the dark side of the moon because it doesn't spin. It's very odd. So why is that? Out of all of the planets we've studied in our solar system, which is very small in comparison to the, the, that we're in the Milky Way galaxy, and there's over a billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And 
within that, our best guess is there, there's probably more than a billion galaxies. So, and only recently in this, this hundred years have humans now traveled to other planets. And we're sending out probes and, and we can cameras and we're looking at stuff. And, and so we know this. All the other moons rotate except ours. So, what is our moon? How is this possible that it's not, it's not natural? Our moon is most likely a artificial created event. Our moon, strategically situated where it is placed right now, is, is phenomenal. And the math is amazing. It's, it's, it's brilliant. The moon functions very effectively in keeping the balance of our, really, our atmosphere and weather and the tides. Obviously, we know that the moon affects the tides with the gravity. When we finally figure out gravity on this planet with us humans, we're now getting there. The gravity is a big deal. There's a lot of planets with very little gravity, and it's a problem. Our gravity is, is livable, but there are other planets that are out there with much, much denser, heavy gravity that make life difficult. So you have to have atmosphere, and you have to have that balance uh, of, of gravity if you have life. So why doesn't our moon rotate? It's because it's artificial. It was brought in here to stabilize the planet by highly advanced, intelligent folks. And why did they do it? Why is our planet so important? Why is this experiment so important? That's the question that I wonder why it's not being asked. Any logical person that would look at this and realize that it's just a fact, the moon doesn't rotate, and it's the only moon that we know about that doesn't rotate, why is that? And why is it here? What's the purpose? There's a lot about that. In my astral travels, I used to leave and, and sit on the moon and just look at the earth. It was kind of like a vacation. I would just get out of my body and, and just sit and take a breath. And my first record label, and if you go to the website, you could probably find a link to it. I wrote an album called Garden of Love, and it was about the planet. It wasn't really a hippy-dippy record, per se. It was more of a progressive rock jazz fusion record, but the theme was our Earth is worth fighting for. And so my record label is basically when I would sit on the moon in my astro travels looking at the Earth, that's, that's the label. But now I want to get into the Men in Black.
on my previous recording, I had an experience where I was brought up onto a United States military spaceship in conjunction with some space aliens. It was some partnership between the, our U.S. government and some aliens. I ended up in, in an emergency room in the hospital. I don't know what, where I was, and I woke up after this experience, and I opened the door, and there are two men in dark suits guarding the room. On either side, two chairs, two guys, dark suits, glasses, the whole thing, you know, the thing that's in the movie. So I really didn't want to go into this because it's too cliche. It's, 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 but I opened the door, and there were two people guarding me after this abduction experience, and they pushed me back in the room and closed the door. And right after that, the emergency doctor came in, and I said, I don't know where I am. I don't know how I got here. So we started to fill in the picture. And I said, and who were the, the guys outside the door that pushed me back in the room? And the emergency doctor said, what guys? That all by itself is fascinating. Why was I being guarded after this experience? And why didn't anybody see them? H how is that possible? It's an emergency room, right? You come, you go, you check in. So I got the records from that whole event, and it's just, it's flawed. It's flawed, flawed, flawed. There are just many problems with all of it. And how I had stitches, and how the stitches disappeared, and how I got there, and all that stuff, but... I was brought up on that ship because they thought I knew something, and I was baffled at why I was there and what they thought I knew. There was a ninth planet. Mars once was inhabitable, and there was a nuclear warfare. There were multiple nuclear weapons that went off and, and destroyed the planet as far as surface livability. There's multiple cities on Mars underground, which we're going to find out pretty soon. This is coming. This is, this is coming. The planet that got destroyed was another nuclear event and it is now the asteroid belt. So why is Earth so important? It's a grand experiment, and it's a graduation moment. We are in a graduation moment. This experiment needs to succeed. Humanity needs to have heightened spirituality and intellect. There is so much dumbing down, and that time's over. This is the time where humanity needs to graduate and become part of the galactic community. You've been listening to Starseed, an intrepid adventure with Mark Glenn Moore. This is Paul Robinson. If you like the subject matter being discussed here, 
please share with your friends. Also, if you've had a similar experience or know someone with a similar experience and would like to share, we would love to hear from you. Please send us a note. Go to the contact page at www.markglennmore.com. In future podcasts, we're going to have guest appearances. Thank you and see you soon.